0: your feeling and your intuitive gut feeling is the most powerful thing you have and it will never steer you wrong and so yeah you really need to trust that you need to trust it and honor your feelings honor what you're feeling it's okay to acknowledge and to share what you're feeling and why and I feel like that that is where it starts to get real but
1: That was a snippet from the amazing Emma Milden. Oh my my, we're talking about her new book, The Evolution of Goddess. It's released July 10th and there are a lot of books that come across my desk these days. And this one is the first in... A very long time to really speak directly to my soul. You will hear me raving about it in the interview, but I wholeheartedly encourage you to check it out. Go and get your copy on Amazon. This is a magical book. A little bit about Emma. She's been on Here to Thrive before. She was one of my first 10 episodes. Number nine, to be exact... She's the best-selling author of The Soul Searcher's Handbook. She's also a leading columnist on spirituality. And above all else, you'll hear it through this podcast. She's so grounded and she's so real. And that's what I appreciate about Emma. She's also the host of an upcoming podcast with her co-host, Rachel Hunter, called 11.11, so stay tuned for that because it is going to be epic. You can find more about Emma at her website, emmamildon.com. To give you a little bit of a sneak peek of what we're discussing here, we're talking about how she had the angry and urgent call to write this book, how even though there is so much going on in the world right now, it may not be a bad thing, how it's time that we women burned our spiritual training bras, gotta love that, and let go of cute. How our gut feeling, our intuition is one of our biggest allies and how important it is to listen to it and how we must turn inward as we walk forward to really tap into our true power. This one was a lot of fun, so stay tuned. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Emma, this is so cool to have you back because I haven't told you this yet, but you are the 100th episode of Here to Thrive. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so glad. I made it. (laughs) I know, because by the way, people, Emma's not feeling 100% today, so I'm glad she did make it for the 100th episode.
0: That is such an honor. Okay, well, that's meant to be. I'm glad. I knew it was special. I knew I had to do this, so I'm so excited to talk.
1: What is awesome is that you're also number nine, so you were in my first 10 (sighs) interviews, and now you're the 100th. I agree. It feels very full circle for me. Wow, and 100. How does that feel? Oh, it it is awesome. It is really awesome. I just, uh, I finally feel like here to thrive is hitting its stride slash I am hitting my stride. So that's pretty cool.
0: You definitely are. Well done. Congratulations. Very cool.
1: Well, thank you. But let's not talk about me the whole time. (laughs) What I want to talk about is your phenomenal new book. And just to let everyone know, I got to have a sneak peek which was amazing, and now I just cannot wait to get my paper copy because, oh, this book is just, it's unreal, Emma. You must be so excited to get it out into the world. I am. Yeah, I definitely am. I feel like she has her own
0: pulse, and she's the one ready to kick down bookstore doors and um, find hands of, of eager readers. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the world perceives her so I'm so glad that you liked it
1: oh I was just sucked in it was like when we talk about that that knowing or that soul connection I didn't want to put it down because it was speaking straight to my soul and pushing all the right buttons and making me want to get up and even more just step into my power and and blaze a trail yeah I'm like
0: throwing my fist in the air <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's exactly that's yeah that,
0: That melts my heart. That's so amazing that you felt that.
1: People, this is a magical book. And yeah, you've got to get a copy. But what led you to write it, Emma? What, What was that journey like for you? When did you think goddess or the evolution of goddess is the book I need to write?
0: You know, I hand on heart didn't. I didn't want to write again. I'm honest. I wanted to have a break. I wanted to be a normal person and and go have brunch with all the normal blissfully ignorant people, you know, out in the world. And I kind of wanted to turn off my awareness and my channel to write. So when I finished Soul Sitch's handbook, I put my my writing pen down, and I kind of said to my guides, "That's it. I've done my dash. It's been fun. Packed up my box. I'm out of out of the spiritual office. You know, I've, I've put my out of office on. I'm having a break." And I went to sleep, and I woke up that first night, the first night of my holiday, um, (laughs) (laughs) in a hot sweat, feeling incredibly angry and urgent. It was the weirdest mix of of feelings, and I scribbled down on a notepad next to my bed, goddess, and then this weird little logo. And the next morning I kind of looked at it and kept ignoring it, and it got to the point where... I had ringing in my ears, like it was like my, I was being taken over. <laughs> I was going to be punished if I didn't write this book. So I sat there and I googled evolution goddess and evolution female. And I saw all these, all these images and it was like ape to man or Lego man to, to, to man or Homer Simpson <laughs> to ape. You know, like and I'm like, what? Where's all the girls at? And it didn't matter how many pages I I scrolled through, there was no girls, no women, and so that's where the logo on the front of the book was birthed. It's kind of like a a mermaid to fairy to witch to queen to businesswoman to warrior pose to meditating, and it's how we've evolved and almost like to evolve, we walk forward but we turn inwards at the same time. So. Yeah, Evolution of Goddess was not something that I necessarily wanted to do. It was something I was called to do. And I call the book kind of like the Jumanji of Goddess Reads because it has a drum. You know, it has a a beat that, like you say, su-
1: you in? Oh my! I, I couldn't put it down, people. And I was reading it on my iPad, and I'm I don't usually like reading on my iPad either. And I'm I'm literally, I, I took a screenshot for one of my friends and was like, "You have to get this book." And I just was immediately sucked in. Oh, I
0: love. I'm I'm so glad because this book. Sucked me and my whole life into it. It's been three years, and you know when this sort of drum and ear ringing kind of took over me, I went into psycho must call every publisher in the world mode and felt so urgent that this book needed to be out, and I felt like it needed to be out as soon as possible. You know, like I felt like I was in labour, and I needed to find someone who was going to help me birth this book fast. Yeah, and everyone I talked to was going to take a few years. And I was so angry, again, angry and upset. And I feel like this book, I was a messenger for a lot of maybe forgotten and misspoken and misunderstood elders. So I think that's where a lot of the anger was coming from. And the book came out, have, comes out exactly where it's meant to come out. You know, I wouldn't have predicted that in those three years we would have had all the glorious events that we've all endured from Trump to matches to Oprah to Trump to matches to Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes again. <laughs> right? Yeah. And now we're all at a point where we do really need. We're all sort of looking at each other going, now what? Now what? We're conscious. We're into our crystals. We maybe meditate. We get the yoga thing. We know how to look after ourselves. We know how to self love. And now it's kind of like, now what? Like, next let's evolve let's evolve to the next step
1: I couldn't agree with you more and I think you're right everything is in right order it's coming out right at the right time because I feel like there are a lot of women that three years ago weren't ready to read this book that are now desperately ready to read this book
0: I agree I even I probably wasn't I feel like I evolve with my readers and I feel like this book really is You know, I I don't want to call it extreme feminism. It's definitely not. It's different. It looks at the energy in all of us. doesn't exclude anyone. It's very similar to Soul Search's Handbook. It's not bossy. It's not going to tell you what to do. But in lots of ways, it's kind of like, okay, let's burn our spiritual training bras and become women.
1: (laughs) Oh, that is so good. Let's burn our spiritual training bras. Let's deepen it. Let's get more serious. Let's go to the next level. Let's evolve. You said, it was in in the start of the book, and it just got me because I loved it. One of your personal mentors gave you a little pep talk. And she said to you, Emma, the world doesn't have time for cute. What did that mean to you? Yeah, that was
0: such a heavy moment for me. And she really didn't want it in the book. It was my editor. And she I felt like she initiated me. And as women, it's so ridiculous that we feel like we need... Permission or someone to tell us that we're worthy or good enough. But yeah, she really sat me down and she looked me in my third eye. And she said, No, honey, like, no, you are so much more than this. And Mm. the world needs you to be so much more than this. And I remember leaving, we were in a little bungalow and we were riding in Bali. And I left her bungalow down, walking down these stairs, and I felt so heavy, like I felt the weight. Of the world of women on me, and I did feel like I had a responsibility to step into myself and also write a book that made every other woman that would read it feel like how that woman made me feel in that initiation in Bali. You know, I wanted them to feel like they had full permission, they had full power, they had total right, and they are definitely worthy enough to do. Everything that they've ever hoped or dreamed or wanted to, or wanted to say but didn't feel like it was their place—all of that stuff. So, yeah, that that moment with Zena—I mean, her name is Zena. I mean, so good, warrior the princess. warrior princess. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, she she transformed me, and I actually went down to my bungalow and deleted the whole book.
1: Wow! I finished the book, and we were meant to be just oh, editing. Oh my gosh! You had written yeah. one version of the evolution of goddess, and she basically said, "Go bigger," and yeah. you deleted the whole book. Man, Emma, was yeah. that scary? Ah, uh,
0: and I, yeah, I felt it needed to be done. You know, the book was great. It was ABCs of goddess, kind of similar to Soul Sitch's handbook. It was but good it needed enough. To be- yeah, you know, it would have sold, but would it have changed lives, would have activated my readers. You know, when you think about all the other spiritual authors out there, imagine if everyone was doing that. Imagine if everyone was handing their readers the sword, you know, and so, yeah, I definitely, I'm glad I did it. It was stressful. I'd had three years to get the book out and I ended up having to rewrite it in three months.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> the divine so glad. But you were probably ready to write that version then. Then in all honesty you probably weren't ready to write the first time, right? Uh, it changed me. I almost became a loaded gun. You know, I
0: I, I, I became a different type of passionate about my work and even what I said and what I observed in the world and boundaries, what I put up with. Yeah, my ethics kind of cemented, It was. it's interesting. Yeah, I definitely feel like a bit more of an old lady.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So good, Emma. The word you mentioned that really got me right then when you were talking about what you hoped to channel into this book was that sense of power. I'm like any human, I'm like any woman, and even with the work I'm doing now, and I'm sure I would have looked at myself three years ago and been like, wow, look at what she's doing. I still feel speed wobbles. I still sometimes feel like I'm out of my depth, but I was reading your words and feeling re-empowered. And when you talk about kind of like, you use the word anger, but I was feeling that, that, that flame inside me that is just desperate to burn. And it was so invigorating. I, I, really felt, and I can't, I can't wait to, to share it with the world, but that's how I was feeling. I was feeling that power. But I know so many of us, and you must have seen it too, we silence ourselves, we hold back, we fall into imposter syndrome, we don't believe we are worthy. How do we get through that? How can we as women push our self-doubt aside? like there's two major things that we have
0: as women that are almost part of our superpower that for whatever reason we've come to completely ignore and the first one is that feeling so you you call it the flame I call it like that passion the anger that's stirring and whatever it is you're feeling whatever it is you're intuitively feeling about something or someone or project or business or idea like that is truth. So focus on what you're feeling rather than what you're thinking, because I think sometimes as women we overthink. I mean, we're great thinkers. God, our poor, poor partners or the the men, the men or lovers in our life who have to put up with us overanalyzing things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and it's not a bad thing. We're we're very clever and we're great at multitasking. But your feeling and your intuitive. Gut feeling is the most powerful thing you have, and it will never steer you wrong. And so, yeah, you really need to trust that. You need to trust it and honor your feelings, honor what you're feeling. It's okay to acknowledge and to share what you're feeling and why. And I feel like that that is where it starts to get real because I think you start to really acknowledge projects and things that you have to do because they feel so important or things that you need to bow out of because they feel like a chore. They don't serve you or you actually really despise them showing up in your day. So yeah, I think that that's one of the things that's so important that we need to do. And the second thing is to support each other, particularly other women. No, I think unity is the whole theme of 2018. We're part of a beautiful movement, but particularly women supporting women. And this whole idea that it's a competitive race or there's not enough for everybody is a load of crock. It's our job. It's almost like we all need to sign a sacred contract to say, I vow to support other women who are acting out of soul and passion and purpose and sticking their neck out and just as scared as I am because it is scary, you know, and it ebbs and flows and it's not always easy. And so is life. But yeah, I think, you know, some of the cases, in my personal life anyway, bullies for me haven't been men, they've been women. You know, I see it all the time on Instagram, people come at each other and there's this sense of division and separation, which is not true. We are all connected in so many ways and I, I really would love to see more women speaking their truth and feeling their truth, but also honoring other women doing that.
1: Emma has been a huge, a huge person in my life and on my journey and helping me uh, really step into my power. You really are truthful when you say that that is how you feel because your actions always say it. And I 100% agree with you. And reading the book, you mentioned earlier the ethics part, that you feel like ethically you developed. And I feel like when I was reading The Evolution of Goddess, there's this beautiful undercurrent of ethics that goes through it. And when you talk about women supporting other women and coming at the world from a place of love, that was really apparent to me right throughout everything I was reading. But then I do notice, and especially in the self-help world, that perhaps not everyone is in as grounded in that same ethical spot or view as you are, I feel like you are incredibly real in that space. How can we tell when we have found the other women or the other people that are resonating at that deeper level that we, that we crave?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be so honest with all of you listening, I still struggle with this sometimes because I – The only reason I'm asking, Emma,
1: is because I do too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay, good. I vibe. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. We see the best in people and we want to believe that they are are authentic until proven otherwise. I do have a thing that once someone shows me who they truly are, there's no coming back from that, which is something I need to work on. But, yeah, I I think for me, one of the telltale signs is hierarchy. Someone believes that they are better, no more, more evolved, more spiritual than anyone in the room, run, oh. run out the window.
1: Oh, this Get is why away. I love you. And I, I read the word that that resonates with me around this in your book, humbleness. You know, true spirituality is humble and and it just wants to serve with no strings attached. It's
0: not a... Conditional love you should be being drawn to people and trusting that those people are being drawn to you for whatever reason and you support each other and you know everything ebbs and flows it all comes around but you don't need to have expectations on that I think the biggest thing I struggle with particularly in in like you say, the self-love, spiritual wellness industry, is that there's a lot of self-appointed rock stars.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. It, it seems, um, <laughs> seems a bit disingenuous of me, but I, I just, I hear you, self-appointed right. rock stars.
0: Yeah, and I think for me, particularly like when I make my way through different countries and I, I try to make an effort to meet people and collaborate with people, And it's always still so disappointing to me when I meet someone and I'm like, oh, you're not what you say you are, you know, it's, oh my gosh, Emma,
1: I have been there. I just, I have been there and it's, and it is devastating. Right. Yes. Yeah.
0: And so I find myself particularly, so actually this is probably a disclaimer to do with the book because this is how I transformed when writing it is now I feel a bit of a loaded gun. So when I see that or I observe behavior that's ego-driven, you know, and ironic because obviously judgment is ego and I can't be sitting here judging everyone because that makes me just as much as a, of a dickhead. I feel that it's important to kind of like mindfully mediate or monitor you know, the space and particularly the the leaders and speakers and writers and podcasters and influencers and all the people that are able to create impact, that they're operating out of the right space and not for fame and fortune.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And, you know, like all of us are good read of energy. You can tell if someone's got the rock star complex, you know, you can tell. So trust that.
1: That's what I feel like as women and what you're saying here with the evolution of goddess is, trust your own knowing because you can tell you can connect with that part of yourself that can feel someone's vibe and recognize whether they are operating from a place of love or ego totally and when you ignore that
0: that's normally when you go a bit crazy it's when you start to overthink something over and over and over again and really gets a bit suspicious and you kind of get in your own head and that's because you're in conflict with yourself because you're not listening to that gut feeling that's told you right at the start before you even had this little conversation with yourself about it and I and don't get me wrong I love that we we do that because it's a sign that you're reflecting and digesting and double checking yourself which is great it's a sign of awareness it's a sign that you care but yeah just honor honor that you have a gps in you that can guide you and that knows and that sometimes is way smarter than yourself <laughs>
1: There was one little note where you said a question it was in one of your little because Emma has these beautiful little contemplation points and exercises in the book and I was reading one and it just stuck with me and I know it's going to stick with me forevermore more because it's such a simple question but so powerful and it really comes back to this ethical thing again and you had the question what would a goddess do? Can you explain what that question means to to you? What would a goddess do? What it points at? Yeah, well, it's almost like
0: having that safety check that when you're in a place that's calling for a reaction and you've been stirred and there's a rumble inside you and maybe you're, you're gritting your teeth, asking yourself, stopping for a second and checking what is awakened, conscious, kind, loving, protective, genuine, soul-fueled reaction, which is a goddess reaction. So don't get me wrong, a goddess can lash out, she can be chaotic, she can be angry, but there's a purpose behind why. So I guess checking what your intention is before you apologize or claws out, (laughs) or checking why, what stirs for you. And I think It's kind of playing on the whole, what would Obama do? What would Oprah do? Checking with your higher self that you're operating from that goddess space of integrity and purpose. And yeah, that you're not just on a hormone crazy drive
1: around the neighborhood in a sense. I hear you and I feel like you never get too big to ask yourself this question because I know that through my journey I have many a times had to reconnect to my true intention because the world is so noisy and there is such a lot of distraction and you really talked about at the start the the power of the goddess turning inward can we talk about that a little bit more yeah yeah so to evolve,
0: we turn in, and it really is the ability to digest and let things flow through you, particularly emotions and experiences. So goddess is almost like a transformational arc, and so when we think of every major goddess narrative throughout time, whether that's mythology or fable or folklore or a Disney pic, the goddess or heroine always goes through a a transformational journey, an arc, an evolution, which all of us have gone through in our lives in different shapes or form. The difference between maturing and evolving in that arc and being stuck halfway across the evolutionary bridge is how you digest and take the lesson at hand. So there's always going to be a challenge there's always going to be a villain in a sense, and sometimes that's even our own shadow. Sometimes that's even our own dark work that we need to do. But if you don't digest, heal, and accept those things and take responsibility for those lessons in your life and evolve with them, then you never really get to move on to the next step and become a, a bigger, brighter, more expansive, developed being. And that work needs to be done inside. It's an inside job. So, of course, you can get support and you can ask for help, but it's really making space for you to have that self-study and to go dive deep and and to reflect. And, you know, there's a lot of other authors before me who have written amazing works about this, whether it's the narrative of feminine, um, the transformational arc, there's the archetypes that look at mature masculine, mature feminine, young masculine, young feminine, you know, the young feminine has had different experiences in her life and she's that way because those things happened to her. So she's almost a victim. You know, it's not my fault that I'm like this. I'm this way because my dad left or he dumped me or I lost my job. It's not my, it's not my fault. Versus the mature feminine who's really a better person because that happened to me. They're, They're almost glad it happened, you know, because they've taken the lesson.
1: It's really just, I just hear again, this theme of taking our power back. I feel like it really is this beautiful undercurrent of how important it is for us as women to own our power and claim our power.
0: Oh, definitely. Definitely. And even how, even as men, they can do it. You know, like the book, I wanted the book to speak to energy instead of gender. That was important to me. So obviously it's it's a book about feminine powers, obviously it's written for, for women, but it does also relate to men and I don't want to exclude men in any way. And so when I looked at archetypes within the book, I really wanted to pull it down from labels and categories and anything that divided and segregated the readers to its real core base, which is just energy. So instead of having you know, archetypes like the Queen and the Caregiver, you have element archetypes. So you might be operating in water power or fire power or air power. I know that there's normally traditional four elements. Sometimes in um Asian culture, Eastern culture there's five. I've made sure that there's five. So I for me the idea of having sun or yang energy without having moon or yin energy seemed out of balance to begin with. So yeah, you find out what sort of energy you're operating in and you can dial up or dial down that that power. So, yeah, it's a fun way of, of looking at the energy and power that you're in and working with that.
1: And we should say that the evolution of goddess, Emma has written the book around these five energies, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, it was interesting. When I got called to write about archetypes, I almost had a little argument with my... My spiritual collaboration guide team that worked with I, I me. I love all. you.
1: I love you, Emma. <laughs> I, I just had a little argument with my team up um, on the other side of this realm, and what was? How did that go? Yeah. Well, I was. I was kind of like, <laughs> I was like, you guys have got this wrong. What are you talking about?
0: You've just totally contradicted yourself. This is a book that wants to try and break down those labels and and help empower people. Now you're wanting me to categorise them and put them in these little personality boxes. <laughs> <laughs> that does not seem right. Nah, I'm not doing it, you know. So, yeah, it took me a while to get it, to understand the energy that we bring and helping people take responsibility for the energy that they're in.
1: Yeah, which is
0: cool. And so, again, I learned a lot in writing the book. It taught me a lot.
1: So, yeah. I, I, I love I love hearing the process of this book being birthed. And I just think that... It, it, you can it can all be felt like your power and your care and your attention it can be felt in every word in that book which it's just really great to hear you talk through it now it, it makes me smile okay I want to ask you a few random questions now can you remember what is next to your bed on your nightstand on your bedside table Emma yeah. So confession, I am in bed right now. Because it's early in the morning <laughs> where Emma is, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so I'm looking at my, it's like a sunrise alarm clock. So I set it for whatever time I want to get up and it kind of glows my room. So it makes my, my myself feel like I'm rising with the sun. So even if it's four in the morning, my room will be at dawn. So it slowly glows as it gets closer to my wake up time. So I'm looking at that. That's really and, and cool. Yeah, I have, um,
1: this is hilarious. So I have, the best thing I've ever brought is um, a robot vacuum. <laughs> I have one too. And it is amazing, is it not? It's a game changer. Oh, like, if you do not yet have one, people, it will change your life.
0: I adore it. So it's mine's run out and obviously tried to suck up a sock <laughs> and is just like broken down by my bedside table. But I've stuck a little goddess totem on top of her. So I call her my little domesticated goddess and she goes around the house and she cleans my house. So
1: that's <laughs> kind of the area of my bedside table. This is why you're so lovable. I just call my <laughs> my, my Roombaroo, but like I love the fact that you have a domestic goddess.
0: Roombaroo, <laughs> yeah. I was like,
1: yeah. What are you most excited about for the coming year?
0: I'm excited about all these women around me that are owning their stuff You know, and being brave enough to change the world around them and change themselves. That is the bravest thing you can ever pay witness to. So, yeah, I feel like all the women, like even you, Kate, like the people crossing my path, I'm excited about them.
1: I have to admit that since I kind of got on my journey of looking to do my bit in the world, I have been amazed at the women that have crossed my path and the women I have connected with in, in ways that is just mind-blowing. Have you experienced the same thing? Yeah, yeah. And they show up exactly when you need them. And I feel like those women that you say show up,
0: they're the women that you almost have a soul contract with that you trust instantly.
1: Emma, what do you think the world needs most right now? Love.
0: Love. And I know it sounds so cliche and people are going to be like, "Ugh," but you know, I think with love comes respect and understanding and empathy and unity. And I think we've, you know, had so much time being conditioned to believe that we're so different and we've been brought up different and we look different and we act different and we believe in different things. And it's all a lot of shit, you know? And I think if you're ever judging someone or feeling alone or like you're not part of of something or set apart or bullied you know I I do think that it's there's an equation that's missing a, a love addition in there and sometimes it's up to you to bring that and that's not always easy and it sucks and you will probably resent it for a while but it is way easier to be the bigger person and to lead by example and to walk your talk. Always believe that forgiveness is so badass and I think when you go through that space of almost feeding your your enemy or haters or something that you've left vesturing in yourself, you become that and it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it and it's all part of your evolutionary test. How you as the goddess, as the heroine, or the hero, tackle that darkness, tackle that side of you, that test, that challenge, and how you're going to take the lesson and move forward with it.
1: How would you describe this all?
0: Ever-changing? Yeah. That's a bloody good question. I know, it's so simple, so hard. Right? You're like soul can you define it is it a thing (laughs) what does it look like I don't even know yeah that's such a great question you know I'm still seeking that answer and I'm hope that everyone else is too
1: you know that is such a good answer though Emma aren't we all on that journey to find and understand and know that part of ourselves what does fulfillment mean to you
0: joy Joy, simple, like what brings you joy? What brings joy to those around you? What can you do that makes you feel good? And normally if you ask yourself those questions, it's something selfless, it's service, or it's something to fuel your tanks. What makes you feel happy? That simple.
1: I've got one question for you. The final question of today's interview, the 100th episode (gasps) If you could leave listeners with just one thought to carry them through today, what would that be? Oh, I
0: remember this question. Okay, I would say, I remember the first time I would have said something in line with the Soul Searchers Handbook and it would have been something about stay curious and seek and, you know, the eternal student. This time, because we're walking forward while turning inwards, I want you today to do some self-study. And that means observing your shit, taking note of the stuff that stirs for you and allowing that, one, honouring yourself to feel that and two, letting it flow through you. Don't dismiss it. Don't let it hit your right on your back. Actually, self-study and digest your stuff today and you'll be so surprised at lessons that show up that you normally just shrug off. So yeah, self-study.
1: I loved how I could get so real with Emma in that conversation and talk about the self-appointed spiritual rock stars and how we can trust our guts, trust our feeling, and you know when someone is coming from a grounded place. Emma is one of those people. Her new book, The Evolution of Goddess, oh wow wow, this one is going to do big things in the world, so don't hesitate to check it out. It's a beautiful book to look at. Honestly, the cover by itself is mesmerizing. You can find more about Emma at EmmaMilden.com. She's having a number of book launch events throughout the United States. So I would encourage you to go and check those dates out if you're interested. I'm going to be at the LA event in just a couple weeks and I can't wait. I also just want to say thank you for... Being here and showing up, it is such an amazing honor to get to 100 episodes of Here to Thrive and to be in your earbuds and to receive your amazing messages. I take it as no small thing that you allow me into your lives and I can't tell you how much your kind words warm my heart. If you do have a moment today, I would love if you could leave me a review to celebrate 100 episodes, that would be kind of cool, or a rating. But please know how much I appreciate you all here showing up with me, and that I take it as no small thing. I'll be back next Friday, and until then, I just want you to keep smiling, keep showing up for yourself and for the world, and keep thriving, beautiful people, keep thriving.